NPR. This is the Indicator for Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma. I'm Waylon Wong. We have made it to Friday. You know what that means. Uh, I think it means hit it! Bam! <laughs> it's Indicators of the Week time. And this time around, we got indicators about two government agencies trying to do stuff. Yes, we've got the Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC, trying to make it easier to cancel subscriptions. Also an indicator about the Health and Human Services Department trying to address a backlog for organ transplants. So, two equally important stories. What? (laughs) Sorry, Waylon, I'm not trying to cast shade on your indicator. Subscription overload is real. It is real. It's a real problem. I'm not equating it with organ transplants. I'm just playing uh, both very important uh, and close to the heart. Um, (laughs) That wasn't an unintentional pun. Ah, geez. Okay, let's just go to the break. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. My indicator is about a new proposal from the Federal Trade Commission to make subscriptions easier to cancel. Adrian, how many random unwanted subscriptions do you have? Let's see. I had uh, Hulu, Netflix, Disney, uh, The New Yorker, which I never read. I have a subscription to The Economist, which I never I read. Had a subscription I started the subscription to... to Athletic Greens. But this is the thing. It's like at the time, it always feels seems like a good idea. Like this will be worth the money. Exactly. But before we get to what the FTC is doing, we got to do a little history lesson. So my indicator is 1973. That is the birth year for a piece of federal regulation called the negative option rule. Adrian, have you heard of the negative option rule? Oh, the negative option rule. Yeah. No, no, I have not. Well, I hadn't either before this week. But let me ask you something else. Are you old enough to remember the Columbia Record Club? This sounds vaguely... Would they send those mailers with, like... Where they were like, we'll send you 12 CDs for the price of one. Bingo! Yes, yes. The Columbia Record Club would send these catalogs of CDs, and they would say, you can get 12 CDs for the price of one. And then if you mailed back the order form, as a young Waylon Wong did, you would be (laughs) enrolled in basically a CD of the month club. And then the company would send you a CD and charge you for it, of course, unless you notified them within a certain window of time that you did not want the CD for that month. See, this is all new information for me because at the time, I do remember signing up and thinking like, what a deal, a dozen CDs for for one. And I didn't like read the fine print and uh, probably didn't realize I was getting more CDs until uh, they started accumulating. I'm like, what's going on here? And you were paying for them, plus shipping and handling. And the burden was on you, the customer, to say, I don't want this. Otherwise, you got charged. And that is the negative option. If you don't say anything, that means you accept the offer. And even 50 plus years ago, the government wanted to crack down on what they saw 
as deceptive or manipulative practices around businesses like whatever of the month clubs. Uh So in 1973, the FTC adopted the negative option rule. It specified how businesses should disclose the terms of these plans, but it only covered physical goods, you know, like CDs. And the FTC says now that this 1973 rule is no longer enough to cover all of the modern ways that these subscriptions are marketed to consumers. This is why it's so hard to cancel, like, an online news subscription, right? You, like, go to the website and they're like, you have to, like, go and call us on a rotary phone. Exactly. Exactly. It has to be a rotary phone. Or you try to cancel a gym membership and they're like, you actually have to meet us in this secret location uh, and be wearing like a trench coat. Yes. And I know you're exaggerating a bit for effect, but it's not that far from the truth for a lot of companies. And so the FTC still gets thousands of complaints a year about this. So FTC Chair Lena Khan wants to update this 50-year-old rule. And she went on NPR's Morning Edition yesterday to explain it. And the idea is simple. So for any product or service, the rule would say that it's it should be as easy to cancel as it is to sign up. So if you were able to subscribe online, you need to be able to cancel online using the same number of steps. Uh, if you open an account over the phone, you need to be able to close it over the phone without suffering through you know endless hold music or sales pitch. The FTC is calling this proposal click to cancel. And if this rule gets adopted, there could be financial penalties for companies that try to trick customers into staying with them. Lena Khan also said the rule would allow the FTC to try to get money back for people. So I could get money back for all those New Yorker issues that I I haven't read yet. (laughs) I mean, click to cancel is only at the proposal stage. The public comment period is next. But if the FTC gets its way, then maybe. And then, you know, you'll have more money to spend on, I don't know, like a stapler of the month club or whatever you want. (laughs) That's really what I feel like I've been missing in my life. I think now we can turn from the small to moderate inconveniences of life to something that's truly life and death. This is your indicator, Adrian. My indicator is 104,234, which is the number of people in the U.S. currently waiting for an organ donation. The vast majority of those, about 90,000 people, are waiting on a kidney, but there are also people waiting for livers, pancreases, hearts, and lungs. And this wait list is so long that it's estimated that 17 people a day die waiting for a transplant. It's just awful to think that you spend all this time waiting and then... 17 people a day don't even make it to see their transplant come through. It's horrible, right? And that is why this week, some people at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced that they want to overhaul the way organ donations are handled in this country. They say they want to make the system more efficient by adding more competition. See, now this is like making my spidey senses tingle because I know that the organ matching, like, quote unquote, market is very sensitive. There is a ton of like taboos and regulations around not buying or selling anything. So when I hear competition, I get very nervous. Right. So in this situation, competition refers to the oversight of the system. And just to back up a bit, for about 40 years, the federal government has relied on this one nonprofit organization to oversee the organ transplant system. It's called the United Network for Organ Sharing, or UNOS. And what UNOS does is oversee the country's network of organ procurement organizations. There are 56 of these in the country. These are the people who recover organs from deceased donors and make sure the organs get to where they need to go. And in recent years, there's been concern that some of them are not doing a very good job. 
some policymakers have zeroed in on this one nonprofit, UNOS, saying that it's inefficient to have this one organization overseeing the entire system. And so they're proposing to put out contracts with multiple organizations. So instead of just doing an overhaul of UNOS, they're now giving a lot of different people a shot at trying to get organs to the right people. Right. That is the thinking. And it's, I think it's worth mentioning that, like, on top of concerns about inefficiency, uh, this is also happening at a time when some lawmakers are concerned about shenanigans happening in the sort of organ procurement space. I see your eyes there sort of went up. So, for instance, last year there was a Senate report that found there were some problems in the organ procurement system. Like, in some cases, organs were getting lost in transit. Some people got sick from organs that they had transplanted. And actually, right now, there is a committee investigating whether some of these organ procurers have been juking the stats. Oh, so they are they inflating their performance metrics or something because they need the government funding? That's the thing that's being investigated, at least. And it's the backdrop to the health department's announcement this week. They're basically hoping that the system that has all these problems and goes from having one overseer to multiple competing overseers will be more efficient and result in fewer shenanigans. Right. We should be at zero shenanigans if we're talking about organ donation. <laughs> Some shenanigans in, like, trying to cancel a subscription that I forgot about. I could maybe handle that. But shenanigans with organ collection, I don't want. Absolutely not. And by the way, you are locked into the Stapler of the Month Club. Ah! This show was produced by Brittany Cronin with engineering from Catherine Silva. Sarah Juarez checked the facts. Viet Le is our senior producer. Kate Kincannon edits the show. And The Indicator is a production of NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Your employees are more than your coworkers. They're the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers modern group benefits designed to protect employees and their families with dental, vision, life, and disability coverage. Humana knows every employee and every business is unique. That's why they listen to your needs and build plans with you and your team in mind. That's the power of human care. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.